if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Indeed it is, and a good morning once again to you. Thanks for being with us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we get started this Thursday, the 17th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2020. Glad you're with us today and every day of the week that you are. Really do appreciate it. And I know there's a lot of choices to get your news and to get your commentary and to get your opinions from. I like to believe that we have the most informed, educated commentary and insightful opinions uh, in the business. So I do appreciate you being here. If you listen to Hugh, that's a great start to your day. Stay right here and stay here all day. Uh, really do uh, uh, have a lot to offer you today. Uh, speaking of offering you today, on this particular program, my goodness, are we heavy. Uh, heavy with great guests, very important guests on some very important topics. We're going to start out here at 935, obviously about a half an hour away with um, Clay Clark. Clay is an author of an extraordinarily important book that is going to discuss the Chinese virologist that uh, Tucker Carlson had on the air two nights ago on Tuesday night. We played those comments from Li Ming uh, Wan uh, yesterday, and it's devastating. It's devastating to those who truly want you to believe that we're just the victims of of. of the misfortune of nature, that there was a, a bat, yeah, a bat, or, or some other kind of uh, dead animal in a Chinese wet market that just happened to kill hundreds of thousands of people around the world. No, the Chinese virologist told us very clearly and very directly, or uh, by way of Tucker Carlson's show, so told Tucker, uh, this was not an accident, this was not a Chinese wet market. What this was was very specifically an intentional creation of a virus, a Frankenstein-ish virus that has all kinds of properties of a multiple uh, of multiple viruses that were were done in the Chinese communist bioterror labs. Instead of calling them bioweapons, I'm going to call them bioterror labs in Wuhan, China, done intentionally by the Chinese communists and released as intentionally. So we're going to talk to Clay. Uh, coming up here, Clay Clark, he is uh, the author of Discover the Truth About the Coronavirus Shutdown, Fear Unmasked. So that's coming up at 9.35. Also coming up this morning at 10.05 or 10.10, as always, we're going to talk to our uh, uh, regular Thursday guest, Dr. Everett Piper. And then uh, Hogan Gidley is going to be joining us from Trump-Pence 2020. He's a former deputy press secretary for the president. Now, of course, he's uh, an advisor on the um, 
Trump-Pence 2020 campaign team. So we're going to talk to him at 1035. So we're heavy, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with all of those guests. And I want to dive right into that right now with the Chinese virologist. And I want to talk a little bit more about the COVID-19 situation. The Chinese virologist that was on with Tucker, as I said, Li Ming uh, Yan, uh, came on and, and laid it out and said, what's happening here is that the Chinese government, the Chinese communist government, is suppressing and censoring anybody who is telling the truth about what goes on in that lab and what went on in that lab. They're disappearing people. And this is what, of course, this is very easy to believe. Because Chinese communists are like every other communist in the history of this world. Communists kill people. Communists do terrible things to silence people to keep their governmental control. This is what they do. There is no freedom of thought, no freedom of speech, no freedom of press. And they do a phenomenal job at suppressing everything. So she came out. She had been disappeared, she said, for a period of time. Now, I don't know the circumstances as to where she is now, but she came on to Tucker Carlson's show and told the story and said the genome of the virus tells the story. And the genome is like a fingerprint. No two are the same. And it's very, very easy to prove. She said she has the overwhelming proof, and she's releasing it, that this was not uh, something that happened in nature. It wasn't something from an animal whether it be a bat or anything else, it was concocted, again, in a lab uh, to be a Frankenstein type of virus. And by that, she explained, and I'm not playing all of her comments here because I've got other audio, so I'm just going to paraphrase her, but she said it would be like creating a cow with a deer's head, with rabbit ears, and with monkey hands. That's what they did with this virus. They took different components, components of other viruses and essentially merged them together in one super virus, which is what the Chinese coronavirus is. And then they intentionally released it. So this video from uh, this doctor in China was released online, of course, and Tucker Carlson's interview with her uh, was also released online. And this is where we know that we're onto something big, because the online tech giants censored it. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of the big leftist tech giants are trying to stop you from seeing this video. Tucker addressed this on his program last night, and this is very important. Engineering that would allow scientists to swap in sequences from other viruses to create what she described last night as a Frankenstein bioweapon. She writes that she has firsthand knowledge that the Chinese military has a template virus with cut sites designed for that very purpose. Once again, we can't verify this, but it's clear that Dr. Li Yang is a serious person. She is making a very serious claim. So within a few hours of her interview last night, a video of the segment reached 1.3 million people on Facebook. And why wouldn't it? The coronavirus pandemic has touched the life of every American. And justifiably, people want to know where it came from. But Facebook still doesn't want you to know that. So Facebook suppressed the video, presumably on behalf of the Chinese government. Facebook executives made it harder for users to watch our segment. Those who found the video had to navigate a warning that the interview, quote, repeats information about COVID-19 that independent fact-checkers say is false. Instagram, which... 
Facebook also owns, did the same thing. Twitter suspended Dr. Yang's account entirely. It did not explain why. Nor did the tech companies explain how they would know more about disease transmission than an MD-PhD virologist like Dr. Liman Yang. Instead, Facebook and Instagram linked to three so-called fact checks that supposedly proved Yang was lying. But if you clicked on the provided links, you noticed something odd. The fact checks were all published months ago, many months, in January, February, and March. And they had nothing whatsoever to do with what Dr. Li Min Yang said on our show. They were written before, in fact, anyone knew who she was. One of the fact checks attacks a completely unrelated claim. The virus was patented and that a vaccine was prepared and ready to go. What does it have to do with the interview that we did last night? No one will tell us that. The truth is, and you know it if you've watched carefully, experts have been wrong frequently throughout this pandemic. At one point, they told us not to wear masks. Now they tell us we must, and so on. They have changed their prescriptions many times. Most of these are not bad people. Most of them are trying their best. But they're human beings, and therefore, they're fallible. They make mistakes. The solution to this age-old problem, and we used to understand this intuitively, is more informed voices in the conversation. That's how you make wise decisions. That's how you get to the truth. All right. I'm going to stop it there because I think you've heard the most important part of this. The tech giants that want to control the flow of all information, they want to control what you can learn and what you can't. The tech giants are trying to discredit doctors like Dr. Uh, Lee Meng Young um, by play, uh plastering those false information, you know, uh, screens, if you will, over the top of videos and information, articles or videos that are counter to the narrative that is being advanced. That this is not China's fault. We should not hold China accountable. Mind you, the Democratic candidate for president, Joe Biden, is deeply in bed with China. His son works for a Chinese company and makes millions of dollars. And they're not going to allow the Chinese Communist government to be smeared in such a way. Understand that. So they are going to plaster these false information, so says these fact checkers, over a video of a doctor that gave an interview two nights ago. And as Tucker pointed out, this fact checking was done back in January. They had no idea what Dr. Li Ming Young was going to say. So this wasn't about her. They didn't fact-check her information. They didn't fact-check her uh, um, comments on, on Tucker Carlson's show. They were fact-checking generic general things, saying, yeah, it came from a, uh, you know, it really came from a, a, a bowl of bat soup in a wet market in China, and then it suddenly spread all throughout the area, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the liars, you know, the, the irony of it all, and quite frankly, the the infuriating nature of it all is that these are people who are questioning the flow and the presentation of information and yet they are intentionally providing misinformation they're the ones who are trying to say no you can't put that out there that's not accurate but it's they themselves who aren't even att- i mean in this case they could have at least attempted to come up with a fact check of dr li ming yang's statement and plaster that over it saying, here's how some fact checkers disagree with this. Take a look before you watch this video of this lying Chinese doctor. But they didn't even bother. 
They grabbed old stuff from January and February and plastered it over top of this and saying, yeah, this isn't true. Here, this is true from, from six months ago or eight months ago. And they are controlling the flow of information. And again, I, I say this because the online community, particularly the Silicon Valley uh, overlords, the technocrats who run all of these things, should be held to the same standards as legitimate fourth estate news operations, journalistic endeavors. Journalistic integrity should matter as much to the online community as it once did to the newspaper and television news communities. Now, I realize that I'm asking for something that doesn't really exist in those uh, media as well uh, any longer, and I get that, because we know that the news media, the mainstream media that the president correctly identifies as the enemy of the people. We know that they don't practice journalistic integrity anymore either, but we at least call those organizations out for it. We need, as a country, and more importantly, our representatives in Washington, D.C., need to do for us, as a country, to call out Twitter as if it were a newspaper, to call out Facebook as if it were a newspaper, because they are acting as news sources diversity of view. Facebook doesn't believe this. They believe in censorship. Censorship does not make us wiser. It does not make us better informed. If it did, we'd be speaking Russian right now. The Soviet Union would run the world. It would have worked. But instead, the Soviet Union is extinct. It collapsed under the weight of its own absurdities, absurdities abetted by censorship. And that's the most basic lesson of dictatorships, all of them. Censorship of real information and more, moreover, and just as importantly, the dissemination of misinformation. It's one thing to call the truth a lie. It's another thing to then propose another lie and declare it truth. And that's what the social media giants are doing. They have no accountability whatsoever. They can call Dr. Li Ming Yang a liar as long as they want. They can cover up her videos with fact checks saying this isn't true or that isn't true, even if they have nothing to do with the statements at hand, and nobody holds them accountable. And that is a very serious problem. So we're talking about the press, and we're talking about what has become the de facto press, online social media platforms. 921, the Bob France Authority, right back. Okay, 925, I want to stay on the pandemic and the extraordinary steps being taken by so many to continue the fear-mongering over it and the canceling of those who try to get it under control. Uh, First, I want to play Attorney General Bill Barr. Attorney General Bill Barr at an appearance yesterday. This was um, an extraordinary statement. Speaking to the draconian, tyrannical, unconstitutional locking down of American cities and states over fear of the virus, uh, Attorney General Barr compares it to something that I think is astounding. Listen. You know, putting a national lockdown 
stay-at-home orders is like house arrest. It's the, it's the, it's you know other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint. This is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history. What a statement! Other than slavery, this is the greatest um, intrusion on civil liberties in American history, and it is locking up healthy people for fear that they might go out and not get healthy and not be healthy any longer. It's just, it's just, it's unconstitutional. It's incomprehensible, quite frankly. That was Attorney General Bill Barr. President Trump started to tackle this yesterday or continued to tackle this yesterday from the vantage point of the vaccine, a vaccine that should be 1 billion percent voluntary and in no way made to be mandatory. But here's what the president said. We're on track to deliver and distribute the vaccine. Uh, in a very, very safe and effective manner. Uh, we think we can start sometime in October. Uh, so as soon as it uh, is announced, we'll be able to start. That'll be from mid-October on. Uh, Maybe a little bit later than that, but uh, we'll be all set. So as soon as it's given the go-ahead, uh, they're doing trials, as you know, and as soon as it's given the go-ahead, we will uh, get it out, defeat the virus. We've manufactured all of the necessary supplies so that as soon as the FDA approves the vaccine, and uh, as you know, we're very close to that, we'll be able to distribute at least 100 million vaccine doses by the end of 2020 and a large number much sooner than that. All right, so that was what the president said. His remarks were disputed by the CDC director, Robert Redfield, who said that the vaccine probably won't be ready until well into 2021 and said, but don't worry about it because I have an even better answer for stopping the spread of COVID than a vaccine. This is what Redfield said works better than the vaccine. Uh, Face masks, these face masks are the most important, powerful public health tool we have. And I will continue to appeal for all Americans, all individuals in our country, to embrace these face coverings. I've said it, if we did it for 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, we'd bring this pandemic uh, under control. These actually, we have clear scientific evidence, they work, and they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Dr. Redfield is a liar. Quite frankly, I'm just going to call it as as directly as I can. He is a liar. If a face mask was more effective than a vaccine in stopping the transmission of this virus, they would not have for months, months, starting back in February when this was all identified, maybe late January, when they told everybody, you do not need a face mask, they're useless against a virus. They're useless against something in which the droplets are so much smaller in terms of their size, you know, the microscopic uh, uh, measurements that they do, uh, and they would only work if they are really, truly sealed up against your face. If there's any gaps, it's not helpful, et cetera, et cetera. Now he's telling us this will keep him safer than a vaccine. He's going to continue to try to push this, as are the rest of them, uh, because this is about forced compliance. It is not about science. He's lying to you about that as well. There are just as many studies that have been done by credible scientists and medical professionals in laboratories all over this country that say these face masks are absolutely not going to stop the transmission of a virus. 
First they said they weren't necessary. Now they're saying they are necessary and they're foolproof. This is what he said. This is going to keep him safer than a vaccine would. Uh, They're lying to you. And finally, they have decided to embrace cancel culture now as well. Dr. Scott Atlas. Dr. Atlas is, uh, has been one of the most outspoken voices, especially coming again from one of the world's most prestigious medical schools, Stanford University Medical School. Dr. Scott Atlas was chairman of neuroradiology there until 2012 and has been a senior fellow at uh, Stanford University's Hoover Institution since then. He has called into question much of what the CDC scientists are saying. And now he has joined President Trump's coronavirus task force response team. And because of that, they are trying to cancel him. Ninety-eight of his former colleagues at Stanford have written a letter essentially shaming him for joining the Trump administration's coronavirus team. And as the president just said, within the first 24 hours of FDA's approval under an emergency use, uh, we will have vaccines being delivered within the first 24 hours. Uh, And it will be done at virtually no cost to Americans. Um, And uh, in terms of the, uh, the dosage, uh, there will be, an, is it anticipated uh, that no later than January, all the top priority uh, people will have received the vaccine or be able to receive the vaccine? So he is a part of Team Trump now as far as the coronavirus task force, and suddenly his medical credentials are being trashed. This is what cancel culture does, all in the name of leftism. Make no mistake about it. We're going to respond to more of this coming up with Clay Clark on AM 1420, The Answer, after the news. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 937. Now we continue on AM 1420. The answer staying on the COVID-19 pandemic and more importantly, staying on the unconstitutional lockdowns uh, and um, uh, businesses being shuttered, businesses being closed, people being laid off. The cure clearly has been far worse than the disease. Um, unless, of course, you ask uh, those on the far left that want to paint anybody, including former colleagues like Dr. Scott Atlas, as being wild, radical uh, science deniers. But the, the lockdowns, the greatest. Intri- let me let you let me let you hear once again what uh, Attorney General Bill Barr called uh, the COVID lockdowns. Putting a national lockdown stay-at-home orders is like house arrest it's the it's the it's you know other than slavery which was a different kind of restraint this is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in american history the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in american history save for slavery unbelievable uh but i think he's right joining us now is somebody else who i think would agree with that based on the title of his book fear unmasked the truth about the coronavirus shutdown we're talking to clay clark author and uh he has been researching some of the bad actors behind COVID 19 following the money and will tell us now a little bit more clay good morning how are you i am doing well and i want to start off by saying thank you to elon musk and others for getting my book unbanned from Amazon, because it was uh, previously labeled as hate speech. So a big thank you to Elon Musk. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that. Let's start right there, because, excuse me, um, the banning and the censorship and the suppression of data that the far left doesn't agree with, uh, you know, is still going on. It's going on with Amazon, as you just pointed out. And I just did a story uh, last half hour uh, about uh, the uh, the Chinese virologist, Li Meng Young, who came out and went on Tucker Carlson's show two nights ago 
and told the truth about where the virus was created, that it was yeah. done intentionally by the Chinese Communist Party. It was released intentionally by the Chinese Communist Party. And she's been banned all across the social media networks, uh, Clay. Well, this is interesting. I know your listeners are researchers, so I'll, I'll throw out some facts for you. Uh, my literary agent, her name is Esther Federkevich. And she represents Tim Tebow, you know, famous Tim Tebow mm -hmm. and other Christian authors. And she says, Clay, I cannot believe your book is banned. Now, let me tell you what got it banned. You know, those models that said 2.2 million people might right. die from COVID-19, right those models. Yeah, those models were actually created by the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. I'm going to say that slowly. The Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. And do you know who funded those models? Do you know who funded the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute? Who? Amazon. Shocker. So Amazon bought 100,000 vehicles from the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute that they would not need unless they would convince all of your listeners to stay home and to buy from Amazon. Wow. So that's why my book got banned from Amazon. Now, what's interesting is now gain-of-function research. Uh, President Trump, it was reported in Reuters uh, that President Trump, June 5th, 2019, the Trump administration moved to end the U.S. research using fetal tissues from abortions. That research is called gain-of-function research. And who do you think moved the research to China? Well, I'm going to stick with uh, the theme you seem to be on here and say Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Uh, no, this is interesting. The Dr. Fauci. So oh, Dr. Fauci that's even is better. in charge of gain-of-function research. So let me make sure the listeners get this. Gain-of-function research is where you take a naturally occurring coronavirus from a bat or from a mouse, and you mix it with human fetal tissue. So Dr. Fauci, since 1984, is responsible for more abortions than anybody in the world history. So that when Trump banned the use of gain-of-function research, he just moved it to Wuhan. And this isn't from uh, crazy, uh, crazyclayclark.com, tinfoilhat.com, rightwingconspiracy.com. This is in Newsweek. It came out on April 28th of 2020. It reads... Dr. Fauci backed the controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars. So that young woman that was on uh, Tucker Carlson sharing the truth, yeah. who had to escape almost certain death in China for sharing the truth, this woman is putting her life on the line. She worked at the very facility that was funded by Dr. Fauci. So the one guy in the world that we should trust the least, Dr. Fauci, he's the one that everyone trusts the most. That's crazy, and that's why they tried to discredit Dr. Scott Atlas, the top medical doctor from Stanford. Well, they try to discredit anybody that questions Dr. Fauci. He is, uh, he is untouchable. He is the man everybody must listen to. Now, the bizarre part of that, two things, actually. Yeah. One is the story you just told. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other is the fact that he has been so inconsistent on virtually every aspect of the virus and the response to the virus. Yeah. He has been pro-return to school. He's been anti-return to school. He's been pro-go-back-to-sports. Uh, yeah. He's been against it. He has been pro-mask. He has been anti-mask. And, and I think the same thing is probably true with vaccines. But the point is, how has he become the foremost authority, given what you just said, and also given yeah. his you know back-and-forth stance on every issue? Well, let's talk about this real quick. I know, I know some of your listeners are Christians. Some of them are not. Uh, the book of James, James chapter 1, verse 8, says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Most Christians are against, uh, you know, abortions, okay, late-term abortions. Well, Dr. Fauci's research requires 
late-term abortions. And all your listeners should look this up today. Type in fresh but never frozen fetuses FDA. Fresh but never frozen fetuses FDA. It is Dr. Fauci who began his research in 1984 as a result of stealing the... uh, He basically stole the credit from another doctor. Okay, And from there, he began to work his way up the ladder by stealing credit for things. And then he worked his way working with Bob Dole on, on a series of, of legislation. It's a little bit complicated, but the point is, he made it where he essentially can't be fired unless there's a smoking gun. He can't age out of the position. And he does the most nefarious research in the world. It is called gain-of-function research. And if, people, if your listeners don't get anything else out of today's show, I would encourage you to all type in Dr. Fauci, Act controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars Newsweek, and you can read it there. The whole world is opposed to gain of function research because it involves taking a naturally occurring animal virus and mixing it with late term fetal tissue. I mean, that's crazy. Imagine if you asked me, Clay, how's your week been going? And I said, Well, I've been spending my weekend uh, taking late term abortion fetuses and mixing it with bats. I mean, you would go, What is wrong with you? That is nefarious. That is terrible, and that's the guy advising America. I'm folks, I have a cure for the virus and a cure for the fear. The fear. Stop listening to Dr. Fauci and start listening to Dr. Scott Atlas, the top medical doctor from Stanford. And as far as a cure for the actual virus, we interviewed Dr. Richard Bartlett on my podcast, The Thrive Time Show. Dr. Richard Bartlett, the top advisor for Governor Perry of Texas. He was the top advisor for seven years and so far, he has treated hundreds and hundreds of patients using a Z-Pack and budesonide Pulmacort, a.k.a. $237 if you don't have insurance, 25 if you have insurance, and not a single person has died, including my wife's best friend, Haley. We are talking with uh, Clay Clark. He is the author of Discover the Truth About the Cor- uh, Fear Unmasked, by the way, the title, the uh, subtitle, Discover the Truth About right the here? Coronavirus Shutdown. Um, Clay, what is Dr. Fauci's motivation here to work? I'm sorry? Clay, can you hear us? Oh, I think his phone is dropping. Yeah, his phone died. Uh, We'll try to get him back on. Uh, That's the nature of the cell phone uh, era in which we live. Uh, We're we're beholden to the uh, signal. So we'll see what happens there. But the question that I'm going to ask him when he comes back, and you should consider as well, is why? What is the motivation for a lifelong medical professional like Dr. Fauci to embrace and engage in these types of relationships and in these types of uh, uh, organizations backing a Wuhan lab? I did exactly what, uh, uh, what Clay Clark just suggested that you do. As he spoke, I typed it into my browser. Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. This is dated April 28th, and it is in Newsweek. Dr. Fauci, advisor to Donald Trump, something of an American folk hero, that's well said, for his steady, calm leadership, I don't know if that's so well said, during the pandemic crisis, uh, crisis, at least one poll shows that Americans trust Fauci more than Trump or anyone else on the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, just last year, the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the organization led by Fauci, funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other institutions to work on gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. Exactly what Clay Clark was just talking about. And I'm told he is back now with us. Uh, Clay, are you there? And I'm back. 
Okay, good. Sorry about that. Obviously, we're all slaves to the uh, signal on the cell phones these days. Uh, okay, yeah. so I, I, I did what you suggested, and I looked this up while you were gone uh, on Newsweek. Yeah. Dr. Fauci did back uh, that Wuhan lab with uh, American dollars. My question is, is what is his motivation? A lifelong physician and a lifelong you know, uh, medical policymaker, I think, too, as well, or advisor. Yeah. Uh, wh- what made him decide to engage in this type of research? Is this just simply, simple, yeah. simply a matter of he was bought? Well, what I want to mention for the listeners, if if we believe in absolute good, we also have to believe in absolute evil. And so my question I would have for you is, what was Adolf Hitler's motive? Was it power? Was it book sales? Was he trying to sell a book? Was he trying well, to get no, promoted? no? I would say I would I mean, say the power part. I would say the power, and and quite frankly, obviously, uh, you know, uh, blind racism and, and and a hatred for the Jewish okay. so the Jewish you know, population. I'm going to try to make sure that we make a clear uh, case in point for this. Okay, um, you have a situation where um, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, spent a lot of time with Mr. Bill Gates, and if you'll type this into Google, folks, type in Jeffrey Epstein sought to create his own race of people, New York Times. Jeffrey Epstein sought to create his own race of people, New York Times. And Jeffrey Epstein spent a lot of time with Bill Gates, even after being convicted as being the world's most prolific pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein, that Jeffrey Epstein, spent a lot of time with Bill Gates. And they were working on technology with Harvard that is a vaccine. And I, by the way, if all the listeners want a patent to the vaccine, I can, I can give it to you. I can send it to you. And I would encourage everybody, please don't believe me, okay? Please don't believe me. Please just email me to info at thrivetimeshow.com, info at thrivetimeshow.com, and I'll send it to you. But long story short, this vaccine they're working on is an RNA-modifying vaccine. And in there, there is nanotechnology that does very, very terrible things. But it is cryptocurrency mixed with RNA-modifying technology. The company Moderna stands for Modified RNA. And if your listeners will email me to info at thrivetimeshow.com, I can show you what they were working on. And all I can say is eugenics. All I can say is Jeffrey Epstein. All I can say is that's not good. And so Bill Gates um, is the number one donor to Gavi, to the World Health Organization, to the University of Oxford, to CDC, to Dr. Fauci, to John Hopkins University. And so it is Bill Gates who wants all roads to lead to a vaccine. And that vaccine, folks, is filled with things you're not going to like. But you shouldn't take my word for it. Now, remember, I'm just an entrepreneur who's built several multi-million dollar companies. I'm, I'm just a dad. I'm a father of five kids. But I work directly with some of the top doctors in America. I talk to them on a daily basis as a consultant. And they're all emailing me the craziest things ever. And I put it all together at a website called timetofreeamerica.com. And I've actually sat down with the governor of a state in, the, in these great United States and mayors and uh, uh, county commissioners in Texas. And when I've shown them this information, congressmen, they have um, almost universally turned white. They have gotten scared. They have said, oh, my. I mean, people who don't use the Lord's name in well, vain. Well, forget about their oh fear. My. Forget about their fear, Clay. Yeah. What, what have they pledged yeah. to do in response? Um, right now, I have a county commissioner in Texas who has decided that he's declaring that the pandemic is over. Um, in our great state of Oklahoma, um, we no longer are listening. We're not basing, making decisions based upon the fear. We're making decisions based upon the facts. Um, 
just yesterday. That's hard to and, do, uh, though. That's hard to do. I apologize for the interruption. We're a little short on time here, but you mentioned Scott Atlas, just as an example. Um, yeah. You know, I want to listen to Scott Atlas. A lot of us want to listen to Scott Atlas, but immediately he joins the Trump uh, um, uh, Coronavirus Response Task Force, and suddenly he is public enemy number one. Ninety-eight of his former colleagues at Stanford have written an open letter now accusing him of falsehoods and misrepresentations of science. So they're trying to discredit him because he is not falling in line with the orthodoxy you're describing. Correct. Well, um, Matthew 5.10 in the Bible says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for their righteousness, for they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. And I will say that when Martin Luther King Jr. boldly stood up against segregation, he stood alone often, he faced great persecution. When our founding fathers fought against the tyranny of King George, they fought alone often, and they stood a lot of pers- they withstood a lot of persecution. Jesus Christ, at the age of 33, a lot of persecution. And if you're out there today, and you're a truth teller, you're going to be attacked because if most people are going the wrong way, it's kind of a herd mentality. People are all going the wrong way, and that the herd's been scared, and there's a certain momentum, there's a certain energy. You can hear the herd screaming. But if you're the one person saying, hey, folks, this is some truth, you have to be prepared to, to dodge a lot of bullets, to take a lot of shots, and it's not yeah. going to be a pleasant yeah. experience. And I've been taking a lot of hits, but you know what? I have nothing I'm trying to sell anybody. I have no financial goals. I'm giving my book away for free. And what's happening is I'm reaching the highest levels of the land with the truth. And people are going, well, that's great. Wow, man, thanks for being bold. Are you getting death threats? And I go, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm actually getting emailed death, death threats. I currently am. And I'm not an elected official. Well, listen, Clay, I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate you telling us about the book as well as some of those websites to learn more about this. But the book is called Fear Unmasked, Discover the Truth About the Coronavirus Shutdown. Uh, Clay Clark is the author. Clay, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, brother. Have a blessed day. You do the same. 952. We'll get out and come back in on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, 957, continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks again to uh, Clay Clark. Don't forget, coming up in uh, about uh, 13 minutes, we'll call it, Dr. Everett Piper is going to be here. Just a quick follow-up on China, and he talked about the ties, obviously, between Dr. Fauci and the, the Chinese lab, um, that, uh, you know, the Frankenstein virus, if you will, and again, quoting Li Meng Yang, the Chinese virologist who is in the know who worked at that lab, and the creation of that, just following up on that, if you aren't completely clear about the danger that this country is in and the dangers we face from communist China, um, it's time to pull your head out of the sand. In addition to the Chinese being responsible for the creation of that virus and its intentional release around the, uh, around the globe, In addition to that, we have this story yesterday. An investigation was done, very good research by the Daily Signal, Mike Gonzalez. And he found, and they found, that pro-communist China is also backing the Black Lives Matter and other far leftist organizations that are tearing up America's cities today. Now imagine if far-right demonstrators were laying siege to American cities for months. This is in the Daily Signal. 
led by activists explicitly calling for an ethno-state, and that one of their groups was funded by an outfit involved with, say, Vladimir Putin's Russia. That would lead the news every day there would be congressional hearings, right? And there should be. The threat of foreign interference in our domestic affairs is a serious matter, whether the suspects are rivals such as Russia or friendly such as Mexico. This is especially the case if a foreign power were abetting unrest that aims to topple our own constitutional order. Well, that exact scenario is happening, but not with Russia or the far right, but China and the far left disturbances and riots and looting and and assaulting and smashing and vandalism that is upending American cities right now. And there's not a peep about it from the media. Go to the website for the Black Futures Lab which is a venture of Black Lives Matter's founder, Alicia Garza. Click on the Donate button to Black Futures Lab. It's going to take you to a link where it asks you to send your money to an obscure organization called the Chinese Progressive Association, explaining that Black Futures Lab is fiscally sponsored or is a fiscally sponsored project of the Chinese Progressive Association. The Chinese Progressive Association is a very dangerous organization. I have to stop here because of the news, but understand that CHICOMs, the Chinese Communist Party, are funding Black Lives Matter. They are hoping to see America's America's Constitutional Republic taken apart by two things. One, their own personally created and released super virus, and the Uh, racial division being fomented and fostered and funded by them in American cities. And nobody's talking about it. We will be, I promise you that. News time now, Dr. Everett Piper next, AM 1420, The Answer.